Okay, let's see what's news today. Uh, the morning paper blues, huh? Oh, bad, bad, worse. Oh, wait. Uh-oh. No, good news. The General Assembly in Richmond is working on a law to help Dominion Energy customers. If it passes, it's going to lower the cost of electricity. Uh, let me see. Right here. Wow, you're right. It saves Dominion Energy customers at least $350 million. Is it law? Mm, not yet, but I sure hope it passes. Great. Now pass me the comics. Legislation being considered by the Virginia General Assembly strengthens regulatory oversight and saves customers at least $350 million. That means a savings of about 6 to $7 a month for the average residential user, according to the State Corporation Commission, the agency that regulates utilities in Virginia. It's common sense rate relief that helps us continue doing what we do best, meeting the needs of our customers. To take action, visit dominionenergy.com forward slash rate relief. Paid for by Dominion Energy. He's playing really good football. He really is. And, and the yeah. good thing about, like you mentioned with Kyler, similar to the way he does, similar to like a Baker and who else did we talk to not too long ago? They spread the ball around. Yeah, but they, they do it. And they're doing it in a lot of, a t- you know, they're getting it in volume. But, though. But, he, but, but I think about saying Kyler does it in volume. And yes. Kyler also does another thing. Yeah. He scores a lot of touchdowns himself yes. or he's throwing one. Most of the points are coming from him. Yes. For the beat drop. What's good, everybody? Welcome to Unfair Sports, where we take a pensive approach to the sports conversation. This is our weekly fantasy episode with the OSG. Uh, Thank you for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on our YouTube channel. While you are there, please rate us and review us and give us five stars. You don't think we deserve it? Man, just give us five anyway and gift it. So on today, we're going to chop it up, of course, last week in fantasy sports prepping you all for week four of daily fantasy football we're going to go through five games that we think make the most sense to pay attention to we'll talk a couple of positions and close out with our frozen features so if you want to hit us up hit us up on the unfair fan line 430-901-1906 and let us know what you think of the show let us know what picks you decide to go with and how much money you won because i won money so you should be able to as well so hit us up on the unfair fan line, 430-901-1906. OSG, what it do? We are ready for week four. We got week four on the brain. I like it. Let's keep rolling. Give us more stats. Give us more stuff to look at. Let's Give us keep more going. numbers. Give us more opportunities yes. to win and take somebody else's money. So, <laughs> all right. As we mentioned uh, before, please, while you're on the YouTube channel, like, subscribe, and share because sharing is caring. And uh, give us some comments. Let us know which picks you think make the most sense and which ones don't so that we can start building our lineups together. I mean, make this a, a group project. I'm always down for group projects when it comes to making money. So with that, let's take a gander into how last week looked. How'd you finish out OSG? Oh, last week was kind of hit and miss. So I'm going to call it a loss. So I'm going to say that we won in two this season, but that's all right. So week four is coming. So I'm ready to even it out and, Roll on, but you know, I still I felt good about the process. You know, we was going over the lineups at the end. It was really just the bottom of the lineup. You know, didn't get the right tight ends. Right. I wrote in the article, hey, you know, you got to nail the tight end like it's key. And then the defense didn't pan out. Tennessee didn't really do what playing. I kind of went with a lot of them, and I don't know why when I saw the Cleveland Browns doing what <laughs> I said that they would do on the podcast, but you know, yeah, that's how I felt too. Like- building leads, and uh, you know, and that was the difference. So 
We're ready to roll. I feel still feel good about it though. I agree. I yeah. agree. Last week was uh wasn't bad for me. It wasn't as profitable as the two weeks before, right. but um like I showed you, one of my best lineups I had was like 184 mm-hmm. points, and I died right at the end. Yes. It was one position that killed me. And this yes. guy lucked out mm-hmm. that his kicker saved him, and that's Marquise. Hollywood Brown. Hollywood was my pick. Mm -hmm. If he would have caught those three touchdowns, Mm -hmm. I'd probably had over 215 (laughs) points. Probably would have won the week. Yep. So, you know, you feel good about your process. You did what you were supposed to do. He had to in the spot that he's supposed to. So, you know, you don't change nothing. You do the same research and you just repeat and trust the process. And that's a a good example of that. You'll be so close and, you know, keep pushing. Yep. Yep. So like in the in the league that I was in, the top guy, the hundred thousand dollar winner, mm-hmm. he was at two thirty five. He had Matt Stafford going out there with Najee Harris, which I thought was a fantastic pick. Yep. Austin yep. Eckler with his traditional twenty two points. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, of course. Uh-huh. I don't understand where the hell Mike Williams is coming from this year. Well, you know, they wanted to push the ball up to him upfield. And he may be kind of moving Keenan Allen to be the number one receiver. And that's what they, the new coordinator, new coach, they wanted to use him differently instead of just downfield boomer bust. And it's working. He's becoming the better player on the field. And, you know, and you're right there. Um, I guess my issue I've always had with Mike Williams is that the four years that I have drafted him, yep. he forgets how to play football yep. for most well, of the, the season. That's the coaching and that's the and play <laughs> calling. And it's a new season and they use him a different way and this is what he's supposed to be. And then I bench him and then he does really, really good. Yep. And then you drop him and he does even better. Yes. And then you just never recover. So no. I'm learned – I, I guess I've never learned anything with Mike Williams. So mm-hmm. this year, but you know, I said that in week one. You know, I was like, I hate playing Mike Williams, but that's the old Mike, and I still said, you know, still probably play him. And hey. I, I think I give it to Justin Herbert, who yeah. actually likes to be vertical with uh-huh. the ball, who likes to go down the field, mm-hmm. and as much as he wants to get it to Keenan Allen, he has to actually pay attention to everybody on the field. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's more so probably yeah, the thing I'm thinking they about want to do. So we follow what. Follow the game plan. We're following the game plan. So, speaking of game plans, let's go ahead and dive into our first game. So, we've got, like I said, five games this week that we want to focus on so we can shorten the show up and really to give you precise info, you know, cut back all the fluff. Let's look at certain players, look at certain positions. We're going to go to each side of each game and tell you what you should really pay attention to and go for. So, because you only can play the slate that you have in front of you. Exactly. Every week. It's a lot. Sometimes it's very narrow, straightforward, and. I kind of feel that way about this week, actually. Yeah, it's one of those weeks. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that it's something that's. Um, I don't think it's a lot of extra. Last week to me felt like the most. Is probably the biggest slate. That mm-hmm. was probably the most action we probably were going to see, and there was a mm-hmm. lot of games that were, you know, high scores. Yeah. So <clears throat> a lot of um, ways could have went exactly. So we're going to go over the Chiefs and Eagles to start. We'll have the Texans and the Bills. We'll explain why. <laughs> uh, Panthers. And the Cowboys, the Browns, and Vikings, and then we'll wrap up with the Cardinals taking on the Rams. So, to start us off, before we jump into it again, thanks for checking us out on the YouTube page. Please follow us on our Twitter, at Unfair Sports, Instagram, at uh, at Unfair underscore Sports, as well as on Instagram with the OSG Report. Um, Follow us there. You'll see that. And then, of course, OSG is going to give us a full written report on everything on Saturday. That way you can digest it and prepare to build your rosters mm-hmm. Sunday morning. So with that, let's dive in, shall we? First game, the Kansas City Chiefs are traveling to play the Philadelphia Eagles, who's coming off that Monday night 
unthriller. <laughs> Can't get any worse. Can't get any worse. But the Chiefs are six point favorites traveling cross country while the over under is set at 54 and a half. First thing I'm going to say on this game, I don't think it's going to end up being 54 and a half, mm-hmm. even though the Philadelphia Eagles seem to score a lot of points. Yep. But I think it's going to hit the under. Mm-hmm. Definitely take the Chiefs on the spread because Philly is just not that team right now. Interesting. Even though Kansas City is struggling at one and two, being at the bottom of the AFC West, they are going to rebound. Josh Gordon should play. I think mm-hmm. he's expected to be on the field. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll be a factor in week one. Not though. a factor, but no. he's expected to be on the field. So that's something mm-hmm. to keep in mind as you mm-hmm. look forward thinking. So let's start with the Chiefs. What, yeah. are, what are you looking at with the Chiefs? You know, uh, we always wanted to tag tight ends against Philly. Uh, we were kind of all over Kittle, but the offenses didn't pop. So I think this is a really good spot for uh, for Kelsey to, uh, this week. Uh, Dallas yeah. tight ends, they w- caught eight balls, 94 yards, two touchdowns against Philly. So I think that you play Kelsey. He's got 26 targets tied with Tyreek for the for the lead for the team. And even though he's 8-1, I think you stack them two up. <clears throat> you know, it's always the same people with them. You can look at Harvey, you can look at Robinson, but I think this is the week to pay up at tight end for Kelsey, put him with Mahomes. I think that's the way to go. Philly kind of – you know, you can play Tyreek every week, but they kind of keep the wide receivers in check from a defensive standpoint. They force action in the middle of the field, so that's why I yeah. really do like Kelsey in this and game. They seem to drop back, so they yeah. all they want yeah. everything in front of them. Yeah. They play everything in front. Yep, and that's kind of taken away the Tyreek factor. Like they try to, you know, some teams have been trying to take him out. He's had a low two weeks. Yeah, but that's just game plan. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. Teams are just trying to take him out. They got people shadow him. They got two people yeah. shadow him on a lot of yeah. in a lot of plays so, uh, that I've seen. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And if you have a solid front four, which I can't really say the Eagles do, mm-hmm. no. um, you can no. just send three or four to chase Mahomes and force him to stay in the pocket. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is that Mahomes is not going to stay in the pocket. Yeah. He's yeah. too good to keep yeah. in the pocket. Kelsey, he's twenty catches already, two hundred eighty nine yards, three touchdowns. Just just keep playing him. So yeah, play Kelsey. Yep. I do like that with yep. uh, um, the playing the tight end. I don't know about I don't know about Hill. I, he's got to have a breakout game eventually. He's got to say you know he's got they both have twenty six targets, so it's not like he's just out of the equation. Right, right, you right. Know, but I'm more so uh, some of the deep factor plays yeah. like scoring like he did. What was that? The first game yeah, against the Ravens, the, and this will be the kind of game environment that uh, that he could explode anyway. So, I can uh, see that. What's the weather looking like? In, uh, it's fine in Philly. Nothing wrong there. Uh, okay, good. I don't mind to going back. You know, Ch the price went up six hundred after he played well, got into the end zone. We kind of <clears throat> got on him a little bit more as Sunday rolled around more than we were earlier. You know, you just had to kind of follow the value. And I think this is another week that running back that you know there's some decent studs out there, but don't consider these, you know don't forget these running backs in these high total games. That's a good I think point. You can go back to him. Think you can go back to him. Okay. But Kelsey is my favorite. Kelsey's the favorite. Yes. All right, what are we looking like with Philly? Um, like we said, can't get any worse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really you know, the tight ends aren't a bad play against them if you can kind of take a chance on Goddard and Ertz. But I'm kind of looking at Devontae Smith now. The Chiefs do kind of keep wide receivers in check as well, but can't get any worse. You know, they didn't give the ball to Miles Sanders. I think he's probably the best bring back on Philly side. I think they – have to get him back involved again. And, um, you know, running backs against the Chiefs are a thing. So, uh, he can go there. He's only 6'4", you know, can't get any worse. <clears throat> so That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So, when you say it won't hit the under, I think if it's not, it's because of the Philly side. I think the Chiefs do their part. Um, the Chiefs have had some tough matchups out the gate. You know, they played the Chargers. We talked about that defense. You know, Dallas defense is, yeah. What yeah. Been, uh, you know, but I think the Chiefs uh, – I think they bounce back just fine this week. I don't think there's anything wrong with them. Okay. I don't think it's anything. September football. 
we'll forget about it. Yeah, it's still early. It's yeah. still early. I mean, you know, it'll be our first weekend in October, mm-hmm. so it's still early in the season. We're only in week four. We got mm-hmm. a quarter in to kind of figure out what the hell's actually happening. Yeah. So, And the Chiefs don't have a good defense. They, you know, they give up a lot of production. So, you know, pieces on that Philly side, you know, Sanders. But I, I kind of have some interest in Devonta Smith, though. I do. Really? I do. Why is that? Um, see, he's got 21 targets so far. You know, he's leading uh, targets from Jalen Hurts, so. It's gonna be a. It could be a track me. Like if it hits the fifty four over, it's got to be Hurts and somebody. He's gonna run a little bit, but I think Smith would be the biggest beneficiary if it gets really back and forth outside of Sanders. That's a good point. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a good point. Um, defense wise, who are you thinking? Um, none in this game. Um, I wouldn't touch any one of these defenses. I would. I think you should consider Kansas City's defense, and this is yeah. the only reason why. They're going to be probably a little cheaper. They're around at 3,200. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't touch the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But I, the Chiefs, I would only because Jalen Hurts will most likely turn the ball over. Yeah, that's true. He has a tendency. He does run a bakery. He will either fumble the ball because of loose hands, or he'll throw a pass that's telegraphed and it may turn into a pick six. And it will have to throw more if the Chiefs are leading by seven or more as exactly. their favorite to do. So, and so I can see the Honey Badger getting a pick or two yeah. because he is very good instinct so he mm-hmm. can probably get to that point mm-hmm. that's one to pay attention to is if you do need a uh, um, a defense at about the, the three thirty two hundred under 3500 yeah. they're one to consider for mm-hmm. that alright we'll jump into our next game but beforehand make sure that you like and subscribe here on the YouTube channel as well as follow rate and review on wherever you get your podcast download it and listen to uh, we appreciate all the comments leave a comment Leave a message. Let us know what you think. Um, you can also hit us up on the fan line, 430-901-1906. So in this game, we've got the Houston Texans traveling to Buffalo to play the Bills. Afternoon game, of course. It looks like it's going to be a little bit of rain, mm-hmm. potentially. The Bills are 16-point favorites uh, with the over-under set at 47. So I always like looking at high, looking at totals like this, which I think this is kind of middle of the road total mm-hmm. uh, with mm-hmm. a very high spread yep. that tells me that you should probably take the under and then take the team that that is the dog. Right. Uh, even though I would not, I would not actively endorse taking the Texans in any right. game with exactly. with Tarot Taylor being exactly. injured and Davis Mills, the new rookie quarterback running the show. Exactly. But the Texans defense is ranked twelfth in DVOA on the defensive side. So I so wish I got a rebuttal back. for that. I got a rebuttal for that. Yeah. Because I looked into that. They ain't played nobody. They've played Trevor Lawrence, Baker with no weapons and Sam Darnold. He's who's decent. You know, because you know hey, Baker and they him, kept the Carolina they, game a little team. closer. They kept the Carolina game closer than yeah. you know. So that's why I kind of wonder, you know, they could keep that close. And if they can just keep it for three quarters, then we can see the ceiling on the Buffalo side, which exactly. we're really just gonna I say we're really just gonna talk about the Buffalo side, but you know, Houston inside, you do gotta mention Brandon Cooks. I mean, he's uh he is he's got twenty plus targets from uh from Davis Mills himself. So, yep. you know, Davis Mills likes him a lot. He's a solid number one receiver every week at a, at a decent price. Yeah. He's more so that safety blanket that we talk about. Yeah. Every quarterback has that one guy that they're going to go to on a regular mm-hmm. basis. And cooks is only a 6,400. So you yep. can match him up with another elite player. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that will help him you with the quarterback. He's just a, a nice little roster filler when you're filling up your lineups. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 That's mm-hmm. what you need. So, uh, adding that, 
that's probably it for them. I wouldn't even touch their running backs, unfortunately. Uh, Their running game just not – I mean, I like Ingram and David Johnson and Phillip Lindsay overall as, like, players, but I would never – I wouldn't touch them without an actual quarterback on the field. So, they're not worth your time. Nope. This is the reason why we're going to bring up this game is because of the Buffalo Bills, which has the number two defense DVOA. So, if you want to spend up on a defense and build your roster around that – this is the defense to go with. Yeah, and, you know, you could actually stack Zach Moss with that defense. I think yeah. that is actually a good correlated play. You know, even though he got the inactive in week one, ever since then he's kind of went back and took over Devin Singletary. He's uh, last week, <clears throat> 45 snaps to Singletary's 33. He outtouched him 16 to 12, 91 to 26 in yards, and uh, even had the touchdown. So at 5-3, I think he's one of those value running backs that we can look at. I'm kind of trying to get off Mike Davis, see who else we can go with for cheap. I think Zach Moss isn't the worst play. Yeah. But uh, it starts and stops with Josh Allen. You know, Texans gave up ninth, ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, and he's just going to probably throw four touchdowns you know, real fast in this game. And they can go to anybody. They can go to Diggs. He's got 31 targets. Beasley's got 30. Uh, Sanders only got 20 targets, but he's getting these downfield targets. He's getting the big play. And he uh, and him and Beasley, they kind of exploded last week. So, Yeah, that, that feels like the biggest deal when it comes to Buffalo is that Josh Allen spreads the ball around. Of course, yeah. the highest graded receiver is Stephon Diggs. He mm-hmm. has the most – he has the highest amount of snaps. Yep. Still um, 10 targets a game. So, he's, he, you know. he's, he's consistent on that, but this is when you they spread it around. Yeah, but this I think this is uh I think this is when you buy low on them. When everybody's, you know, Beasley and uh, you know, the group think thing. We just looked at that lineup, the million dollar lineup. Yep. Allen, Beasley, and Sanders, not Diggs. They had all three of them on yeah, there. Yeah, so people want to go and follow that kind of trend, try to go cheap. Nobody's wanting to play Diggs. He looks slow. But I don't think it's any again, kind of like Tyreek's nothing wrong with him. It's just everybody's keen in on him. Yeah. The, the, the belief right now is, and, and Josh Allen kind of showed us at the beginning of the season, last game was his best graded game of the season. Mm-hmm. But the last four games before last week to last two in the playoffs, right. including in the first two games of this yep. season, yep. he was graded at about what he looked like his first two seasons yep. in the league. Really bad. Yep. So that to me tells me that what everyone's mindset was, if we get rid of Diggs, we get the old Josh Allen back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if you get the old Josh Allen back, that means that you're going to be able yeah. to force him to do things that he shouldn't do. Yeah, but they, you know. But then he proved himself last yeah. week that, yeah. nah, I'm going to be smarter. I'm going to take my time and I'm going to yeah. hit everybody yeah. and take and advantage they, and, of the fact you're keeping you got to have weapons. So when they added Manny Sanders, that just, they gave the weapon. They gave the ability to spread it out. They gave them the Zach Moss to also be able to rely on. So it's actually make it even tougher to defend them. And, you know, we're not even through with people. I think at 3 6, whether, you know, not necessarily a stack, I think you can play Dawson Knox. I think he's yeah. uh, he's got 12 targets over his last 12 games, seven touchdowns. He catches 74. Four percent of the uh, of his target, so yep. I think at three six, I think you can fill him in if you kind of looking to spin down. You know, when I'm not up here with Kelsey, I'm gonna be down here with people like Knox, Logan Thomas, players like that. No, so I think no. you can go with him. Definitely a good play. So uh-huh. if you want to double stack, I would run that Beasley Sanders a second time. I know yeah. that the Texans are going to key in on Stephon Diggs. Uh-huh. If you want to run a sec- separate roster, I'd I'd say run multiple rosters with the Bills players. One run with Diggs and yeah. Allen. Actually, yeah, one with Diggs and Allen, one with Allen, Beasley and Sanders, yeah, and then one with Moss and the defense. Yeah, I'm playing them all. Diggs, Sanders, so mix Diggs, them up. Beasley, Knox. 
Moss defense. Like, you know, that's why I wanted to kind of go over that game. I think that all of the pieces from Buffalo, if you land on a little salary saver spot, I think they're all viable. Yeah. Especially in this kind of game environment against the Houston Texans. You know, maybe it's a little rain, but – you know, it's not going to stop them from scoring 30 points. Agreed. I Agreed. do not believe so. Agreed. So that's your take on the Bills and Texas game. That's the only reason why it would be worth your time. So right. next up, we're going to talk Panthers and Cowboys. All right, our next up, next game up, we have the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Carolina Panthers down in the south. <laughs> Dallas is a five-point favorite at the house with a over-under looking at about 52 this morning, which is is on Thursday night that we are recording. Mm -hmm. Uh, Weather, of course, is sunny. Afternoon game in Dallas, so it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be just your standard look. Um, I don't know what to say about this game. I do. There's a lot to – I feel like it's a lot to play on one side, especially with the injuries that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. But there is a chance that this game can live up to the 52. I'm I'm concerned about Dallas because – of what happened, what was that week one again? Well, not, not that Tampa Bay game, the second game against the Rams when they didn't live up to that number. Right. We thought they were going to hit those high numbers, right. and it just did not happen. And the I, Rams defense, you saw them kind of. Uh, I had good lineups with Brady, but you know they kind of put the stall on Brady. You know, I always look at who they're playing. You know, um, you know Carolina's defense. We're still trying to figure out if they have decent defense. So there is reason to pause. Like you know, everybody can't score fifty two. It's every game not going to always. My apologies. That, that was know. the Chargers that I was thinking of. Okay, the Chargers. Again, yeah. And again, we kind of realize that what I've Chargers figured, defense is actually and, it's, and more so the pass defense. Learning that this uh, you can run on the Chargers, but well, you know they're not on this one. But that's kind of why that running game looked pretty good that night because it's the running game against the Chargers that is proven uh, to be something to target. So I can't wait till they're back on the slate. So we'll get to that. But I'm with you. I think on this Carolina side. Um, yeah, it's with Carolina I, first, Yeah, I really cause... like their offense. You know, Darnold's only 6K. He's got three rushing touchdowns this season. One of my favorite running back plays is going to be Chubba Hubbard. Uh, when C-Mac went down, he immediately came in, got five targets. You know, we talked about this offense is designed to get fantasy points to their running back position. It has us thinking that Mike Davis is the number one running back. He finished as the 12th best fantasy running back last year after uh, Christian McCaffrey's injury. And so that just shows what kind of offense this is. Uh, DJ Moore is playing like a number one wide receiver. He's got 31 targets. He's only 6'6". And uh, I think that uh, Darnold, DJ Moore stacks are in play this uh, this really? week. Really? Oh, yeah. He's a uh, – and nobody is going to play Robert Robbie Anderson, but I because I do not think that Dallas's defense is as good as it's kind of looked in some games. Who's their number one? Who's uh, Carolina? Yeah, Carolina number uh, DJ one. Moore. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Oh yeah. Don't touch him then. No. Diggs is going to shadow him. They're going to have Diggs shadow him. Okay. And, and Diggs is you, legitimate. Yeah, he's then, legit. So if you so if you do think that's the case, that's why you then go play Robbie Anderson. You play the big play guy. That makes sense. This is the or and my other favorite play. You go back to Terrace Marshall. He's only four K. We've been waiting on the rookies Ooh, to explode. I didn't think of that. Uh, one. So you kind of look at all the pieces in that game. So if you do think that uh, DJ Moore is going to kind of get taken out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Look at these other pieces because they're not going to stop. Like, the offense is going to move. Like, this offense is good. They have yet – you know, Carolina has yet to trail this season on offense with the ball. Would you – would you you know, you don't expect that, but not trailed yet. 
No, they haven't. And, well, and, and at the same time, we, we mentioned at the beginning, you got to kind of look at who they played look against. Look who they played, but there's still who, who something they to, you know, there's still something to go against. You know, they're a team playing with confidence. They are. Uh, they're Darnold, walking in Darnold riding looks hot. really good. They're three and zero. They played. They start the season against the Jets in a uh-huh. low scoring game. They beat up and dismantled the Saints, which mm-hmm. was a shocker. Mm-hmm. And then they traveled to to Houston and played them, in which yeah. Terod Taylor would not play. It was yeah. Davis Mills' first game, so they've lucked out with what they've had to deal with. I don't see them as high on the DVOA side like DVOA statistics yeah. do, only because we know what their strength of schedule looks yeah. like. This is going to get adjusted after this week because yeah. they do a adjustment at week four based upon strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. The strength of schedule is trash. Yeah. So it doesn't help them. 60-yard touchdown to Robbie Anderson this week. Ooh, so you're predicting some big plays out of him for real. He is going to. D- Dallas does kind of put out on the big play. So they I- are having uh, they've given up the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. So while Diggs may shut down one, that's still leaving plenty of opportunity for others in the offense. That's a fair point. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. So the question I have on that is is will we get something out of Chuba Hubbard to I go along with so. this offense? I do believe so. Okay, so this I think so- we'll see a full target game. Like he is going to be. Uh, I listened to this one guy. He called. Uh, he called Mike Davis last year. He called him. He called him ninety percent CMC. He's you know he's he's just like him, but they're going to utilize him like that. That's how they're going to play. He's we saw diet Ale- CMC. Yeah, we saw Alexander Madison step right into the Dalvin Cook role. Some of these offenses don't change for the for the player. And we're going to see that with Hubbard. That's we saw point. it with Madison. That's what we're going to see out of Hubbard this week. I mean, that, that, that you're, you're not wrong there. Dallas's defense is something to, to, to yeah. think about mm-hmm. in this game. They've given up what? How many yards on the ground each um, game? You know, and they're missing Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, they didn't give, they give a 52 to Tampa. Yeah. They're not, they're not giving up very many yards. So there, there's something to consider. With the Hubbard, so there's a chance that this could be the week that he could break out. I think yeah. their offensive line in Carolina is actually not very bad. No, yeah, they uh, and they've been off. They played uh, they played Thursday night. Oh yeah, so they got even more time to rest. They're ready. We're in the dome, it's gonna be a good game. Okay, I like a lot on the Carolina side. All right, so on the Dallas side, let's let's jump into them real quick. Same, who oh, everybody's gonna chase the running game. I think you go to the air. I think you go to Dak. I think you go to Lamb. I think you go to Cooper. Cooper has kind of been a little quiet. Um. I think Zeke has kind of taken back over a little bit of Pollard. He was slow out of the gate. Uh, he outsnapped him fifty three to twenty nine. Even though Pollard looks good with his opportunities, but Zeke outtouched him twenty to twelve. Ran sixteen more routes. So you got to go where where it's going. And uh, and he didn't get priced up. He's only six five. You know they played Monday night, so he didn't adjust the salary based on his performance. So I think kind of getting him. But I do think that the passing game is uh. I think that's where we want to attack. I think. Okay. Go to Lamb. Go to Cooper. Kind of stack them. Then go back to Dalton Schultz. Fifteen targets. You kind of talked about them a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I think you can go back to them. So, so then the question you have to ask yourself is: Do we touch Pollard or Zeke? Um, I don't think you touch Pollard. I do think you take a shot on Zeke, though. Oh man, I'm I'm opposite, and I'm only opposite because. With the the PFF grades and the efficiencies that Tony Pollard provides that Zeke doesn't, less touches, more yards, and touchdowns. I will say this about the matchup overall. It's a bad matchup for running backs uh, against Carolina. So Mm -hmm. I do like the passing game. So I'm not, like, in love with Zeke. Mm -hmm. If I picked one, I would just go with him. He'll be the one. He gets the snap. So let's say, for instance, Carolina actually goes up. 
and they start throwing that, you know, they got to throw from behind. You're going to have Zeke on the field. Yeah, Pollard catches balls. Uh, well, you have either one of them on the field. So Yeah, they play, they've know. been playing both. That's the thing yeah. is that they've been playing them both. Yeah. Zeke has got the most, uh, like, snaps. So, offensively, yeah, he did. He, Zeke he has – he has he's got 101 snaps to 30 receiving snaps mm-hmm. this season. So, they're keeping Zeke out mm-hmm. a lot more. But when they bring in Tony, Tony is a difference maker. You yeah. can actually see production mm-hmm. – out of him, grade wise, he's at an eighty nine, where Zeke's at a sixty eight. Yep. So you see a big difference there. Yeah. So something to consider. Yeah, I kind of think you know, um, kind of depend on where you're playing him at. Uh, you know, I kind of been on DK prices. You know, he's up at five seven with Pollard, mm-hmm. and so I just had to go with Hubbard at five nine, who's going to start and have entire control of his backfield. That's a good point. Uh, what's his point. name? Is five four Ceh? You know, he'll yeah, up to five four. You know, so <clears throat> I get the play, but you know. If you're going to go with one of them, I would just rather go Zeke. See, Zeke seems to be on the trend up. Right. You know, even though those numbers, how they have been for the season, you know, recency. Yeah, yeah, recency yeah. bias. He had a good week last week. So, okay. Defense-wise, if I would play a defense, I'd probably play Dallas's. Because this, I think this is the first real defense that Carolina's seen. Right. And there's a good chance that this Dallas defense, which has not allowed 100 yards rushing at all this season in the right. first three games, right. in which they played Tampa Bay. They played against the Chargers. Um, they uh, played against Philly. I did look at that. I was kind of noticing that they'd have, you know, through three games, a good rush defense. You know, you kind of yep. start getting some uh, – And they get turnovers. Yeah, they only the last – only Eckler was the only running game that you would want to do something. You know, like you said, Tampa, they're not running. So it was not a question that they didn't have a good outing. Right. Um, and either Miles Sanders, nothing to expect out just, of him. They didn't give him the ball. They just, they, he only touched the ball like two times in that game. That's why I think Sanders just got to be a bounce back, by the way, in that game. It just has to be. But, you know, so we look at, yes, that's how the rush defense has been. But I think they all come with asterisks in the performances in, in each of those games, too. And I think that Carolina – they just kind of create a role to be matchup dependent against these defenses. We've seen McCaffrey do well. You know, they play in the South. We've seen him have good games against Tampa. You know, he can't run on Tampa. Yeah. We've seen McCaffrey have big fantasy games against them because they just design the offense just to do stuff. No, you're so, right. You're right. So, yeah. all right, that's something to think about, something to consider with both Dallas and Carolina. Next up, we're going to talk about the Cleveland Browns and the Minnesota Vikings. All right, once again, thanks for checking us out. Please follow us wherever you get your podcasts as well as on the social medias. Below, you'll see we have our um, Twitter, at Unfair Sports. Instagram, at Unfair underscore Sports. OSG Report, uh, at OSG Report. So follow us, comment, like, let us know what you think, and let us know what picks you made that made you win. Tag us on your lineups. We'd love to see them. So... With that, let's jump into the next game. We've got the Cleveland Browns traveling up north to play against the Minnesota Vikings. And the Browns looks like they are now a two-point favorite going into this one with the Tover under set at 51. Right. I would not have expected them to be favorites. And this is what part of the morning slate. Cloudy, but they're in Minnesota, so. Close it. They're going to probably enclose it just to make sure that they don't get uh, infringed Mm -hmm. by any weather. Mm -hmm. All right, OSG, let's start with the home squad, Minnesota. What are you looking at when it comes to the Vikings? That's something we should play. Well, I think that uh, some of the news driven uh, to see what they're going to do with Dalvin Cook. Still very limited in practice. You know, he missed last week's game. Uh, I think that is a big storyline. It's kind of like if Cook is in, I kind of don't have interest in him. 
but if he's out, mm. I do have interest in Madison himself. Yeah, because Madison yeah. seems to not fall off whenever no. Cook is not playing. Yeah, um, you know, he'll have a big week, then have a kind of a low week. Um, but really on this side, I kind of like the passing game. I kind of, you know, Jefferson bounced back. Thielen, I kind of like going back to the passing game here. I actually like kind of like Cousins in this spot, to tell you the truth. I know that uh, Cleveland's defense pretty good. They, you know, I won't say very good, but uh, I think that uh, they letting him throw, and I think he looks pretty good. I think I like Cousins this week. Stack them back up. Uh, you know, I tried to ride the KJ Osborne train as long as I could. Mm-hmm. I think I'm jumping off. You know, here comes Tyler Conklin out of nowhere, but follow the numbers. TJ, KJ Osborne, his targets are going down. He came out the gate with nine targets. Then Ooh. he had six in last week, too. So he's going in the wrong direction. And uh, so I think he shifted and you just kind of go back to the main guys. You go with Jefferson Thielen. Can't go wrong. Yeah, that's a good point. Can't go wrong. That's a good point. I. I would say this will probably be one of the better weeks to go with Osborne mm-hmm. um, because of we know the focus is going to be Jefferson and Thielen. Yeah, but, you know, uh, the Browns, they gave up, uh, you know, we kind of talked about how people took Tyreek Hill out. The Browns didn't do that. They gave up 197 yards to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Gave up nine catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown to Brandon Cooks. So, you know – I don't think that they gonna be that they that great at taking them out. Yeah, they don't have uh, really have yeah, the no. sec- even though Patrick uh, Patterson is supposed to well Peterson is supposed to be yeah. better than that, but I think his age is starting to mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. as he is shadowing receivers and his shadowing yeah. isn't doing what he yeah. used to do. So uh, I think we can go back to him now. You know, will I talk you off of KJ Osborne? Not at all. You know, I think in this kind of track me game, you play everybody because, you know, we don't know what kind of game plan Minnesota will come with. I was trying to figure out why we saw a little bit of less Osborne last week and all of a sudden they took out the three wide receivers, mm-hmm. came back with more Conklin. Could have been matchup driven. I don't know. That's what I was wondering. You know, they got Madison in. Maybe he's not as good as pass blocking as Cook is, so they wanted to go a little bit more tight end and wide receiver. You know, wondering why all of a sudden Osborne's going the wrong way when he came out looking so good. So maybe they go back to a spread offense and you go see a little bit more Osborne this week. So that's true. Yeah, I wouldn't talk you off of it. Um, but Madison, you know, he if he's in and Cook is out, I mean, he touched the ball 32 times. He saw eight targets, had 171 yards. You know, he had a, about as big a game as Dalvin Cook can have and has had this season at only 6.6 while Cook is 8-1. Because even if Cook plays, you know, is he going to be 100%? Still not practicing. It's Thursday. Still barely limited in practice. You know, kind of see how he practiced Friday, and that'll kind of be what we go off of. But if he's out, I think you just kind of go right back to Madison this week. I'm honestly super shocked that we haven't seen D.D. Westbrook. I'm not. I am. Mm -hmm. He was a pretty solid catcher in Jacksonville. I figured – you would see a little bit more out of him as as a, as a little speed guy, but I don't think he's big enough. I just don't, you know. Uh, they want to stay, you know, as little as KJ Osborne is seeing. He's still clearly the number three receiver over here. Oh yeah, because when he gets it, he's he's making the most of it. Yeah. Where we haven't we've only seen one catch out of D.D. Westbrook. So okay, uh, Cleveland offense. Let's go to Cleveland side. What are mm-hmm. we looking at? To really pay attention to oh, on that side. Oh, man. Trying to figure out the Browns side. Like, I want to love them, but, like, who do you love? You know, Nick Chubb. I keep who wanting to make him work. Love? Exactly. I keep wanting to make Nick Chubb work, but I it's just, you know, do. him not getting targets. If he's just not running all over him, then he's not effective. But if the Browns really have this lead, if they're really going to be favored. But I kind of think that I finally like Kareem Hunt. He's only 6K. It's 11 targets, kind of leads active players right now. Saw seven targets last week, and his touch count is going up. We talked about Osborne yes. going down. Nine, 14, 16. Yep. He's going in the 
I'd, upward direction. I'd say that thousand dollars is a big deal. That's a it's big. That's a big difference yeah. when it comes to building your yeah, roster. He needs so to I, get I like Cream Hunt. We a lot need more him to get. You know, if he's going to play this volume, of what he's doing. You know, he's got to get in the end zone. He's got to get a touchdown. And I think that that's. Well, I mean, he did last week, and I think that he'll continue to keep that trend going. Truth be told, both of these running backs got to get in the end zone. Chubb's got to get in the end zone. He's he really does. You know, with the yards that he's getting, isn't bad. You know, he's a candidate to break off a big run. You know, I kind of see this mm-hmm. the, the Derrick Henry all of a sudden just runs and he Chubb's got that in him. Yep, he goes they from he it. goes from from 48 yards to all of a sudden have 120. Yeah, because he broke off a 70-yard touchdown. Exactly. Because uh, he's just not going to be involved in the pass game. He's not getting targets. That's just not how they use him as Hunt's role. Um, yep. If OBJ is healthier than he was a week ago at 5'8", I you know, I think you can play him, you know. You know what? This is a probably a week I would I yeah, would eyeball. Yeah, he's in OBJ. his dome. It's a track meet, you know. I think that his speed can be utilized in this game. You know, Baker sped you know, he actually spreads the ball around. He does. Wide receivers in Cleveland have one of the lower target shares of any wide receiver core in the league. They Goodness. just you know, they got three target they got three tight ends that they use. They use Hooper, they use Njoku, they use Harrison. Uh, Bryant, yeah, and now you got Kareem Hunt out of the backfield, Donovan Peoples Jones, so he spreads it around. Yeah, um, yeah, he's an opportunity passer. Yeah, which he's, I don't completion hate percentage is, is yeah. freaking ridiculous. And if you just want a wild play, I don't think I don't hate Austin Hooper. You know, you can just touch any of these pieces and you know fill in. If you kind of think the game gets back and forth, because in this God. dome, I think that Browns can put up some points. You just don't love from the fantasy aspect these pieces on the Brown side as much as you like Minnesota. Because on Minnesota, you know what's going to Jefferson and Thielen. If Cook is out, we know what to do with Madison. You're just fighting over Osborne and Conklin over there. Yeah, the problem I have with Baker is that even at 6'2", he would be a very attractive priced guy. Mm -hmm. He doesn't throw very many touchdowns. No. He he like you say, he spreads the ball around and all of a sudden he gives it to the run game and one, either Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb runs it in. Mm-hmm. Um he he's only got what five touchdowns this season or yeah. four. Um uh I'm sorry, he has two passing touchdowns this season. Yeah, it's a, so it's, it's not but low it's he's efficient but just in low volume. Yeah, he's a low volume you know, guy. Like he's, 9.8 so, you yards know, you pass. actually you know, so the only way to do it is if it's really a shootout and he has to pass because you know He's averaging nine point eight pass uh, attempts, but yeah. that's good. Per, yeah, but he's only play. throwing. But he's twenty seventh into actual attempts. Yeah, because so he doesn't have to throw the ball much. They, they have a balanced offense. So yeah. to me, Cleveland, you may want to pick one or two. This isn't a stackable that's why game. I think to Hunt me. is my favorite. You know, Hunt is my favorite piece with OBJ one, right yeah. behind him. Without the stack, without Baker stack, just fill in Hunt. Maybe OBJ. He's only five. You know, receiver. He's only five eight. Yeah, he could shock you though. He's this is a track meet. Five, eight. This is a track meet in Minnesota in yes. the dome. Baker could yes. go ball out, but as you mentioned, yep. I wouldn't stack. So we've seen good performances on the opposite side of these Minnesota games. Agreed. So defense wise, um, honestly, I would probably take Cleveland's over Minnesota's. Even defense. though both, yeah, both yeah, path yeah. rushes are really good. Yeah, Hunt with, with Hunter on one side and Miles Garrett on the other. Oh, yeah. um, you have options to pick someone that's probably going to get pressure and probably get a sack or two, but I don't see turnovers unless it's Kirk Cousins. Kirk, right. But this is a 12 o'clock game, so Kirk Cousins will have a good game because right, it's 12 it's o'clock. So keep that in mind. This is an early game. He's going to play good. So. Yeah, I don't hate that Browns call defense. Yeah. All right. Next up, we're going to talk Cardinals and the Rams. 
All right, thanks again for checking us out here on Unfair Sports, our OSG Fantasy Report. Remember, the OSG will actually give a full written report on the Medium page, medium.com forward slash unfair, um, and you'll see the OSG on our feature page. Mm -hmm. He will have a full write-up with all the true details where this is a synopsis as we talk through our minds on what's going on. So the next game we have, we have the Arizona Cardinals traveling to play against the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium. The Rams are five point favors at the house with a 54 and a half point over point total. All right. This game, I am, of course, it's, in a, it's inside. So we have to really worry about, I mean, it's a combination of inside, outside, whatever the hell they try to do with it. Yep. Um, this one, to be honest, I think this one's going to hit the numbers. Uh, I think yeah, it's going to hit over 50. Yeah, despite being a division game, I always kind of get a little leery of those, but I do think so. You just got the two of the most efficient offenses going at each other. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, 9.9 yards pass attempts. He's the number one fantasy quarterback. Some people will look at last week's performance as a down against Jacksonville, but, you know, just oh, a different, it was just a different game flow. He didn't need the touchdowns. He had Connor running in between the 20s. You know, he was still efficient. You know, it wasn't throwing the ball. He wasn't throwing turnovers. He wasn't just kind of throwing balls out of bounds. You know, he still was Kyler. So I think you get a good bounce back spot. The question is who you stack him with and if you stack him. Because I think that between, you know, we talked about all these other games. <clears throat> you can just play this game and be okay to start off with. And I think that, you know, D-Hop still a little banged up. And at 7-7, seven, seven, I'm not really kind of feeling him you know i hate to say it but i'm looking at aj green and christian kirk again uh i could i can see that so last year when they played first game of the season it was 38 28 rams won so it was a little bit of a shootout second game was a lot lower but at the same time kyler was a little banged up it was end of the season last game and i would say the second division game which that's a proven stat the second division game usually is a lower total Yep. When they come around in that game. And so, and in this time around, you know, D Hop's a little banged up. AJ Green, he has 18 targets. D Hop has 18. Kirk has 17. Rondell Moore, 15. Very tight. You can even play Max Williams, the tight end at 3K. 10 targets. He kind of. Kind of getting into the mix, you know. Kyler's getting, you know, he's he's playing really good football. He really is, and and the yeah. good thing about, like you mentioned, with Kyler, similar to the way he does, similar to like a Baker and who else did we talk to not too long ago? They spread the ball around. Yeah, but they, they doing it, and they're doing it a lot of a, you know, they're getting in volume. But, though. but he, different. but but that's thing to say, Kyler does it in volume, and yes. Kyler also does another thing. Yeah. He scores mm-hmm. a lot of touchdowns himself, mm-hmm. yes. or he's throwing one. Most mm-hmm. of the points are coming from him. Yes, in some so capacity. Yeah, so, he's so a if great you really not, overall. yep. So I was gonna say you can play him there. If you're really not comfortable with those wide receiver plays and stacking them, you just play Kyler. Mm-hmm. Just play him. You know, uh, Chase Edmonds got 16 receptions so far. As quiet as it kept, he's five five. You know, um, it's it's you know it's Edmonds in between the twenties. Yep, it's Connor in the red zone. Yeah, he's they give the to Connor. He's a red zone guy. Yeah, and we saw that kind of coming to fruition last week, and that's kind of where some of Kyler's fantasy points went to. Where there's two James Conner touchdowns. So people will look at it. Yeah, it was low fantasy scoring game, but in terms of efficiency and overall performance, there's nothing wrong with him. You can go right back to Kyler. But it always cracks me up, though. The funniest thing about that is Kyler does the exact same play every time he scores in the red zone. Yep. It's literally a naked bootleg, mm-hmm. and he just walks over to the end zone with yep. no one close no one to him. It's like, why do you not realize that he does it every time and you mm-hmm. should be prepared for it? Which. This is a divisional game, so they should be prepared this time around. So, all right, let's jump over there into the Rams side, which oh is a very interesting, side. lucrative side. As yes. you mean, it's it's it, this is what's interesting to me is that Matt Stafford's only seven seven k seven k. 
that's low for a guy who has been putting up some volume this season. What's even worse is that Cooper Cup is only seven point eight k. He's playing at an eight point two eight three. That feels caliber. high for me. For Cooper. it's high, but you got to look at what he's doing. He's the number two. He's second in the league in targets. Got thirty three targets. He yeah. leads in this. He leads with twenty five receptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leads with three hundred sixty seven yards. Yeah. Leads, leads with, with five, five touchdowns. touchdowns. <laughs> he leads everything. He leads everything. He leads everything. But well, let me. This 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 goes to kind of like we talked about the Chargers before. I guess it's going to be an LA thing. Do you think this is sustainable? I do. This is all they needed. Matt Stafford in this offense. That's all that he needed. Yeah. That's yeah. all that he needed, and this is and we're seeing it. We're seeing yeah. it, Tyler Higby's, you know, like. And if you listen to me on our on our main pod on at launches on Tuesdays, I've uh, been talking about Matt Stafford just about yeah. every week. Yeah, he's playing. We know who he is. We know, we've seen this dude. He's thirty three years old. Uh-huh. He's no different than he was in Detroit. Nope. He's a volume stat. Padford yeah. is his nickname. He just he's got, but he has got a significant upgrade in coaching. He's yeah. got an upgrade in talent at receiver. Yeah, no, he's got an right. upgrade in the defense behind him. And he's just an uh, overall upgrade just in general. And it's just like this offense, like these two teams together, you know, between Tyler Higby at 4-6 at tight end, you know. Which is super cheap. And I'm just not, everybody keeps wanting us to play Robert Woods. The builder's all over him. And I just, he's not doing anything. And I would just, I would rather keep taking a shot on Van Jefferson at 3-9. I know that Deshaun Jackson got involved with I the was, mix last I was, week. I was going to say go Deshaun Jackson I won't talk game. you off of it. I I go I love Van Jefferson. I was high on him last week. Yeah. I was high on him the week before. I would probably go back to Deshaun Jackson only because Arizona does not have a deep I mean, I like Buda Baker, mm-hmm. but we watch DK Mick. I think either one up. of these guys can just have a big play downfield. Like when Van yeah, Jefferson popped. one of the two. Yeah, in his first couple of weeks when he popped, it was a long ball. And, and, and Matt Stafford week, wants to throw it deep. Yeah. He loves to show yeah, off we his saw that in, uh We saw that in uh, Detroit. You know, Marvin Jones Jr., Kenny Galladay, we saw that. He made these guys relevant, and now yeah. he's got the talent. Like So if you're making 46 or more items like I am – you can play all of them. You can play Cup. You can play Van Jefferson. Then you can go back and build it with Deshaun Jackson. You can That's double true. stack. You can play Cup and Jackson. You can play Cup and Van Jefferson. You can play Cup and Higby. You know, Higby, he's called 11 of 12 targets, 160 yards at a touch. Like, you know, I think you get everybody out of this game. That's true. And you can just stop and start it from there except for the running backs, which I did the running back situation in this game. You know, Daryl Henderson isn't really built to carry a – sustainable but they show you that they want to pound the running back with the way Michelle played last week yeah it's true you know so if Henderson is in you kind of yeah but maybe Michelle did a little bit that he can carve into Henderson work even if they're both active you know Michelle looked good in that role good point you know he can and he he's showing that he can be a go-to running back you know and I do love Higby yeah I used to just play tight ends against Cardinals I'm probably just gonna be a lot of Higby Kelsey I probably will play Max Williams. He's only 3K. I think you can play him. Yeah, if you need like a cheaper, throw him yes, in there. I think, yeah. Defense-wise, I would totally take both. And the only know. reason why I would take both with such a high total is that both will cause turnovers. Mm-hmm. Chandler Jones, their defense really, you know, this is two out of three weeks that Cardinals have defense have been on a million-dollar lineups. Yes. 
Yes, and they, they, they and I mean, granted, they played the Jaguars, but yeah, and Tennessee, they will, which hadn't been great, but you know, they will they will cause turnovers. And yeah. Stafford has one pick so far, so he's due another one, and he has not fumbled yet. No. So he's due a strip sack, a strip mm-hmm. sack mm-hmm. by <laughs> Chandler Jones. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep that in mind for this week. I think that that's something to uh, to think about and uh, play around with. Yep. So, all Love right, this game. Love this game. Love it as well. So next up, we're going to jump into running backs, defenses, yes. and our frozen features. All right. So appreciate y'all joining us as usual here on Unfair Sports with the OHG Fantasy Report. Remember, his report will be written up with all yes. the details. Yes. It comes out on Saturday, so you prepare to use it Sunday morning mm-hmm. to make all your lineups. It is a roadmap to building lineups. We go through stacks in that article. Yep. Uh, we go through some running backs. We kind of tell you that all the receivers in those stacks, just like you heard tonight, give yeah. you some good tight ends, give you some good defenses to look at, and, uh, and that kind of help you with those roster fillers. And, exactly. Uh, fire map. Out there let us know what you think hit me up on instagram with the osg report if you got some questions last minute stuff we'll be up since from 8 a.m up to lock we're on it so yeah we're probably up with earlier us. than that sometimes we're up to about uh, five start earlier to build that stuff. no matter what happens saturday night we're up exactly <laughs> so staying on the grind staying away so with yeah. that go ahead and um check the description you'll see the links to all the games that we mm-hmm. wanted to highlight this week and so we're going to highlight some uh positions real quick yes. we're going to go through running backs yep defenses and then we'll talk about the frozen features this mm-hmm. is where we give you all of the most ludicrous picks of the week yep. oh she's prepared this mm-hmm. time he knows what he's going to give us because he doesn't know what i'm gonna ask nope. so i want him to give us off the cuff what he's going to give us so anyway with that let's dive in shall we running back so yes. who are you thinking to target this week um you know we talked about during the uh during the game by game you know i talked about hubbard I'm gonna be all over him you know i'm trying i'm DeAndre Swift, I'm still trying to figure out this Lions-Bears game. You know, I think a lot has to do with who's going to be quarterback in Chicago. I kind of have a little bit of interest in the Bears' defense, but I really do like DeAndre Swift. He's just getting heavily targeted um, in that that offense. He's getting a lot of PPR work in that offense. He's getting target after target. And, you know, Jared Goff is a capable quarterback. It's not like he's bad. You know, Hawkinson had a low game, so I do like Swift. Um, and then up top, well, even before you get up top, I think Najee Harris, again, he had a – I think Big Ben's downfall is really benefiting Harris's pass game work. That is true because he had, what, 14 catches yes. last game? Yeah. So any amount of running work because he is still the only running back touching the football in Pittsburgh. He's doing so everything. He's so running. If he's going to get catching, even so near yes. ten targets if he can turn any type of running performance in. Which of course that would just help if Pittsburgh offense did anything. Um, yeah, on the Pittsburgh know, offense, you probably want to stick to Najee yeah. Harrison. Yeah, and and honestly, and out the, and they're in a matchup that the running back is going to be favorable going against Green Bay. So I think you can go to him and then up top, um, Alvin Kamara. Like you know. They in a great matchup. We're playing the Giants. Uh, he should eat. Yeah, if I was willing to play Mike Davis against them, you know, you can definitely pick it. They're favored by eight and a half. They're back at home finally. Like, you know, if they're in the dome, like they're gonna be, you know, yeah, yeah. Winston's offense, but they're gonna be hyped to be at home. And and at the same time with that, I think this is the week that Winston finally breaks out of his shell, exactly. out of his hundred yard yeah. shell, and so he actually plays. He, exactly. It's more comfort. They'll yeah. be more comfortable. Yeah. They're they're not displaced anymore. Yeah. They're actually in their own crib. They're playing in their dome. They've all been able to go home for yeah. a bit. Yeah. Zach I Wilson think is terrible. Uh, well, no, no, no. They're playing the Giants. Playing Danny Dimes. So yeah, they got Danny Dimes, and Danny Dimes is gonna. Danny Dimes is an interesting case, and we talked yeah. about him the last couple of weeks. He will run the ball for. 
400 yards. Uh-huh. He will pass the ball for 250, mm-hmm. and he will not get you a single touchdown yeah. except for on the ground. And, you know, and he's got, you know, Sterling, at, Sterling, Sterling Shepard is out, so Kamara and the Saints defense is interesting. But if, if you know, if Dimes can keep it the game closer, I think that helps Kamara even more. I, say, I agree you with know, you. He's going to touch the ball. He's going to get pass game work. He's going to run. He's going to be the offense. And the better Winston plays, I think that just does nothing but help Kamara even more. I agree, because I think Kamara is going to be the entire team yep. on this one. So, yep. Yep. okay. Pre-game, uh, you uh, disagree with my Derrick Henry, but at a seven-and-a-half favorite, I really like him. I think that they're just going to – I really think they're going to pound the ball. They have no receiving core. Their best receiver is going to be Westbrook and Chester Rogers. And it makes sense for them uh, to run the ball. Just run a lot the ball. And, and they're running. And, and throw screen passes. And, and I, you know, I talked about Zach Williams. They're the ones that's playing the Jets, and I just don't see the Jets doing anything. Uh, Offensively, yeah, yeah no. offensively to offset that, and I think that game is going to go real fast. They're just going to run the clock out. Game will be over by two thirty. It'd be the shortest game of the week. Yeah, um, and you know, it's lastly, um, you know, we'll get on more running backs and reports. You know, I don't want to play David Montgomery. I know that he's popping a lot of. Uh, he's very popular. Optimals this week. Um, they're going to have to sell me on it. You know, I know they're playing Detroit. Um, you can, I can't. I can't say. I guess on the it. only sale is that if Justin Fields playing, that kind of like Derrick Henry, they're just going to run the ball like the Bears used to have. You know, they've done that at times and mm-hmm. just do nothing but run the ball. And he's going to touch the ball thirty times. They're going to run it and they're going to throw it to him. You yeah, know, that's true. If they change anything about their protection, because you know Justin Fields' bad performance was the coach's fault. That's yeah, true. That's uh, true. You know, five man protection against that D line against Cleveland, he didn't stand a chance. None. So if they change anything, because you know, honestly, the offense looked better with Trubisky running it last year and years prior than what they're trotting out this year. And when Trubisky was decent, David Montgomery was usable. So that's maybe why he's popping a little bit. But, yeah, you know, I think they're expecting Justin Fields to get the jitters out and actually go play this game, week. Yeah, it, exactly. it makes sense. It get makes home, sense. Yes. I can see it as well. Yeah. Another running back I think to keep in mind, too, is Jeremy McNichols, which is Derrick Henry's backup. They yeah. do use them interchangeably a lot. Uh, Derrick Henry does get majority, yeah. but he does catch a lot of and passes. You know, and you know you how to talk about trash time. So let's say Tennessee jumps out and it's 24 to nothing. He comes out here and runs for three touchdowns early. We could see McNichols late. Yeah, because there's no reason for you to keep Derrick Henry out there. For the next None. two weeks, you have cupcakes, None. and then you have Monday Night Football versus the Bills, and you need Derrick Henry. Henry versus the Bills. So they yep. will probably preserve him. Yeah. that, so keep that in mind. Yep. All right, defenses. 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 Uh, we talked about the Bears defense. And the problem with the defenses this week is you got some good ones, but uh, they're all expensive. Oh, yeah, like, God, they're yeah, high. The, the Titans, they are so high this yeah, the week. The Titans went from the uh, one of the lower ranked or lower priced defenses to uh, the second highest one. All of a sudden, uh, I say the one that everyone if you're gonna if you're gonna spend if you're gonna spend up you either take the Buccaneers or the Bills. Take the top two, yeah. and the reason why is the Buccaneers will cause Mac Jones to turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. They will be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills are going to do the same thing in Davis Mills. You got two rookie like quarterbacks. I was about to say, I do like, I mentioned Zach Moss in that Buffalo defense stack. I do like Buffalo quite a bit this week. Yeah, I'm looking at all the rookies. So you would want to go to the Lions. The Lions is yeah, worth yeah, it oh, yeah. just because you got another rookie out yeah. there. Um, and then outside of that defensively, that's since, that, since that's what all your rookies for the most part, mm-hmm. you're, you're, th- that's who you want to go after. Yeah, Saints defense against, uh, I like the Saints defense. Yeah, because Andy um, Dimes turned the ball over. That, yeah, that's just his M.O. Buffalo. <laughs> I probably won't be surprised if I land on a Cleveland defense. Yeah. I do think that you can look at the Colts defense against Miami. Uh-huh. I also think you can look at Miami's defense against the Colts. 
I do like Miami against the Colts. I don't like the Colts oh, against Miami that. only because Jacoby Brissett, for some really weird reason, in division, usually plays a little bit better than yeah. he normally plays. Not a he's not like a just a turnover machine. He isn't, and he's he a isn't. big dude, so he he, he may take sacks, but he's not going to turn the ball over. And to be honest, you won't turnovers more than you want yeah. sacks in these yeah. uh, leagues. Um, Washington's defense has not been as good as it's supposed to be. No, otherwise, I would love to take them against Atlanta. Oh my God, that would be such a beautiful pick. Yeah. Well, at thirty-five, to be honest, that might be a solid play yeah. because it's so cheap. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the Green Bay's defense. I think it's going to be a really big. We, you know, we didn't put uh, receivers on our menu, but I think it'll be a big Devontae Adams week. I think the defense. I think you know we t- you know we talking about Ben. It might be a little weather in Green Bay. Ben is on the road. He's just terrible on the road. Even when Ben was good, he was terrible on the road. Yep. He's. Uh, I think the Green Bay defense could be something. Yep, uh, in and, and and two cheap cheapies to look at that doesn't seem like they would make sense. Well, three cheapies you want to look at that don't like they would make sense. Definitely look at the Cowboys because they do get turn the ball over. They do a pretty good job of that. Um, look at the Lions versus Chicago because yep, they got popping. the rookie. Yeah, one of the optimals. The I'm rookie. The Lions are popping in it. Philadelphia. And this is why I want you to hear me on this one. Special teams. Mm-hmm. Philly's special teams is typically really good. Right. And on the defensive side, Kansas City has been really loose about their offense. Uh, this weekend, They're just we doing Mahomes, things. Yeah, we saw Mahomes throw, you know, interceptions. They have four turnovers uh, against the Chargers. And against the Chargers, and that's yeah. not – that's yeah. not common, no. but this season, that's how loosey-goosey they've been playing. That's my biggest concern about KC going forward mm-hmm. has been how loose early. they've been playing. It's early. It's early. So, uh, yeah. they're, they're still working it I out. So. So, so, But I think they will maintain their looseness because uh-huh. they're playing the Eagles. Yeah. And so there's a good chance they're going to go out there and just go willy-nilly. Yeah. Um, so keep that in mind as well. So, mm-hmm. All right, let's go right into it. May as well let's dive right into the finale. We got all these, the Frozen features love this portion of the show because it's me asking the osg random questions and i want to see what stuff he's got for us as far as biggest plays of the weekend so that's what the frozen features are i want to know these five positions what's craziness we've got so you ready yep finally got it open all right first position we look at quarterback i want you to tell me the quarterback that's going to give us 300 yards and three touchdowns. 303. Three and 303. Out of the top five or anything, or it don't matter? It don't even matter. It's anybody in this one. Oh, that's easy. Josh Allen. Okay. J.A., you're thinking J.A. is going to give us that. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 You're confident. You seem Mm -hmm. confident about it. Josh Allen is going to. 303. Five weeks. (laughs) 303 touchdowns. Josh Allen next three weeks. Play him as your starter. All right. Running back. Uh, I want a running back that's going to eat. I want 100 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, you hate him, but uh, Derrick Henry, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like they're going to not play him. I understand. I feel like they're going to get a lead, and they're just going to say, nah. You said 100 yards, two touchdowns? Yep. I'll go off the board because I keep playing him every week. Okay. And I just keep making him where we talked about him because that's, you know, because if I say that I'm going to go to the other guy, this is the week he goes. So, Nick Chubb. Against Minnesota and that okay. break one finally break loose. Like nobody likes to play Chubb because he doesn't get he doesn't get the password. He doesn't. It doesn't. It's all Kareem Hunt. It's, it's, a, it's such a mixed bag with them. You don't know who's going to break out no. that game. But hundred yards, two touchdowns on the ground. I'll take okay, Chubb. we'll take it. All right, wide Chubb. receiver, one fifty, two touchdowns. One fifty and two. I mean, is it cheating to go with Cooper Cup? 
<laughs> He's the safe bet. I'll give you one. But if you want to go off the, off the off the uh, beaten path, I'll give you one because they are terrible against wide receivers. Ooh. They're in the dome. Okay. And he had a blow-up game last week. Let me pull up his game log last week. I'm going to read the game log. I'm going to introduce him. Uh, what week three was there? But two weeks ago, he had, uh, you know, he's seen 14 targets and 11 catches from this quarterback. Give me Terry McLaurin against Atlanta in the stone. Terry McLaurin. Give it to him. All right. McLaurin's going to give it to us. All right. Mm-hmm. Tight end. Who's going to get us 10 receptions? Uh, if Who? you have to go that high, it's got to be Travis Kelsey. I talked about him being in a smash spot against Philly. Um, he's going to cost. Um, but Travis no, I mean, Kelsey, cost to be the boss. he's the only one that's even capable to get those type of targets let alone the actual receptions okay that makes sense yep. and i and i pulled that one out on purpose because we don't have waller this week no, we don't <laughs> we have, have waller. Darren waller this, mm-hmm. yeah. since he's the yeah. monday night game yeah, we don't get him in the main be, slate I think kelsey's gonna have like wide receiver one type numbers this week i can dig that feeling that that makes logical sense yeah. all right lastly the defense that's going to get us through three plus sacks three plus sacks yes i want to i want who's going to be pounding heads sacks who's going to get some sacks Right, throw yeah, throw you off mm. on this one. No, hmm. See, got him thinking. I made him. I purposely did this one. I want him to think at the end. Let me see what they've done. Three sacks. Yes. I mean, we've had some games. We had Miles Garrett, who got five sacks in a game. We had what? Uh, he didn't get five, but he had a lot. Chandler Jones had five sacks in a game. Yeah, you. So we've Arizona. had some. We've had some players that have done it. The question is, is who's going to be able to produce that for us a second time? And they, and they and they keep popping on this lineup builder. You know, I said them earlier. Take the Colts. Ooh, they had three sacks against Russ in Week One. I think they can get to Brissett. I can see that because Jacoby Brissett is infamous for holding the ball too long. He does. That That's is kind of his mo. This is not. That's his thing. That's the one thing that everyone points out about him. Mm-hmm. That's the problem is mm-hmm. he holds the ball way too long. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Miles Garrett had four and a half sacks last week against the Bears. So players are getting five by themselves. Yep. But on yeah. the defensive side, <laughs> just to guarantee three, it definitely makes sense you know, to go I, with. You know, I know the Titans are playing. You know, the Titans actually got three sacks against. You know, maybe uh maybe we should be looking at because uh, the Titans had three against Seattle too. Maybe we need to say the maybe we need to say San Francisco. It's two Ooh. game logs I just pulled up that both had three sacks, both against Seattle. And, um, yeah, Russell Wilson still has this tendency to hold the ball too long. He, you know, he cooks too it long. It was always the offensive line. It was just his problem with protection. It just was his thing. And to make sure that that's right. And when it's clicking, it's clicking. And I always feel know, like he overcooks, though. Yeah, you know, we kind of talked pre well in this morning about going with that Buffalo game over the Seattle-San Francisco game. And while some people like this game, you can, you know, lock it and make it. I think Lockett got a little banged up. Yeah, so, he did. But, you know, Seattle and San Francisco just – they sometimes scream 17-14 to 14 in that division game. And maybe the second one it will be. But I just – I like nothing from San Francisco's side every week from a fantasy standpoint. We just don't know what the running backs are going to do. I don't think Jimmy G is good. You can play Debo Samuel as a number one receiver. But, you know, I think I'm tempted to take either one of those defenses in that game over the offense, to tell you the truth. Seattle I got you. San Francisco. So, I know that's off the cuff. But, you know. Yeah. Always good advice. So. Yeah. Of course, we appreciate y'all joining us as usual here on the OSG Report, Fancy Report for Daily Fantasy Football, um, and here on Unfair Sports, part of uh, the Frozen Media Network. So make sure you check out the OSG's mm-hmm. written report. We'll come out on our Medium page. 
Um, you will see it in the description below. Um, that's where all the details are going to come back. So, for Mike, Bob, and Wendy, thank you so much for doing your thing on yes. the production side. We appreciate yes. you as usual. And for the OSG, um, like I said, check out the written portion of this. Mm-hmm. Hit us up. Comments, like, subscribe, all that jazz. But on the Instagram account, as well as our Twitter, at Unfair Sports, let us know what you think. We want to know your opinions and how you feel about all this stuff. So uh, we'll have all of this lined up, prepared to go um, for your fantasy consumption and enjoyment, building your rosters all on Saturday. So uh, you can flick through on the YouTube channel, which uh, games you want to look at and while reading the report itself Mm -hmm. to get an understanding of the analysis. And then with that... Chop it up with y'all in a few days. Good luck. Happy winning. See you at the top. Peace.